Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So welcome to the Fumble Podcast, which is slightly different again this week. Last week it was great because we had David Tossel on from the NFL International Office. And this week's going to be different because my mate Vern, our mate Vern, had a really long black cab ride around the city of London with the great Ladanian Tomlinson. And that's going to be the centrepiece of the podcast today, the conversation that they had all the way around. But at the minute we're recording this, Crossy sat next to me from backstage at the tailgate at Wembley. It's 10 past 12 on Sunday lunchtime, bright sunshine, as many people as I've ever seen here for the tailgate today, people as far as the eye can see, all 32 teams represented, UK teams represented as well, and we're backstage at the minute, and over there about 10 yards to my left is Rob Ryan, former defensive coach for the Patriots and the Cowboys and the Browns, among others, he sat with Neil Reynolds on his left. Neil's eating a bag of crisps at the minute and doing a really good job at that actually, Neil, with the crisps. And Neil, by the way, in about half an hour's time, he's going to do the Ray Lewis dance on the stage. So by the time you hear this, you've probably seen that. And then on Neil's right is the great Ladanian Tomlinson. It's been great in here this morning. Donny Edwards has just been in, the former Chargers and Chiefs linebacker. And Rob and Donny have been telling stories. Donny told a great one about the former nose tackle Jamal Williams and what a, a strange character he turned out to be. Uh, Javon Kurse has been here as well, the freak, the former defensive end from Tennessee. The biggest hands you've ever seen, the longest arms you've ever seen, and the, the brightest red jacket that you've ever seen at the same time. So these are kind of the sights and sounds of what we get backstage here at the tailgate. The cheerleaders are down there at the moment as well, as is the mascot, T-Rack, I think they call him. Um, so he's down there as well, strolling around. And I've got to go. We're back on stage. Oh, Neil says we're back on stage. We are on stage with Rob Ryan. I've finished my salt and vinegar crisps. <laughs> you at the salt and vinegar? Are you looking forward to the Ray Lewis bit, by the way? Uh, I've had a pra- I genuinely, this is no lie, I've had a practice. Have you? In front of the mirror. <laughs> we actually think his trousers might uh, go when he does it. No, I'm all right, I'm an athlete. So we're on the way down the steps. Um, you can hear the music in the background. Rob's down there. Let's have a quick chat with Rob before we go on. Give us one minute, Neil. Rob. We're just in our podcast here as well, the backstage stuff while we're here. We're about to go on stage here. Yeah. But you've made such a big impact on the NFL fan in the UK with the work on Sky Sports at the minute this year. You're loving it, aren't you? Really enjoying oh, being I here? I love it. I, I tell you what, and being with Neil Reynolds, he's, he's, it's awesome. Like he's, uh, he's the Johnny Carson, I'm the Ed McMahon, the guy that plays <laughs> off of him. But it's been awesome, but it's so cool to see how much these fans love American football. They really do, the NFL, and, and it's so huge. It's great just to be out here. I love the the, the people and, and the the, uh, the town of London. And my son goes to school here, so it, it's been awesome. Experience. We're being told, Rob, that we've got to go on, so we'll get back to this in a minute. But that's the great Rob Ryan who's with us as well. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'll leave you with Vern in a black cab with Ladanian, and I'll speak to you after. This isn't your first time in London, is it? No. You've played here before mm-hmm. at Wembley Stadium. Yes. When you faced the Saints. Yes. How does this experience view your second time in London differ to that one? Well, this time I'm a lot more relaxed. Because you're you not know, part of the I don't have to get hit. I'm not getting hit at the end of the week. 
Right. And so, you know, the first time I came here, you know, it, it was nice to be here. And, you know, I was trying to enjoy just being here in the different attractions. But, you know, you think about that game, you know, and that's why you're here. You know that at the end of the week, you got to play a game and it's, it's going to be brutal and it's going to be physical. And you might come out with, with some bumps and bruises. And so that's constantly on your mind. This time it's about enjoying London and all the experiences. And the first time I didn't have any kids. This oh, okay. time I have kids, so my kids are here. Oh, they're going to love London. Yes. Awesome. And obviously, you know, we've had several games now. I think it's been 11 years yes. that the international series has been uh, played at Wembley and Twickenham and, and what have you. But everyone says it's a business trip. Because you can't enjoy it, can you? Like you say, it's a business trip. You've got to, we're now talking about regular season games for NFL teams, which is a joy for us fans. Yeah. But apart from the fact that you're here with the kids and you can enjoy it all, what was your initial reaction back then when you played the Saints to coming over to London? Did you think it was a good idea? I did. You know, because I'm the type of guy that, you know, I want to expose the game to as many people as possible. Because football is such a great, American football, I should say, it's such a great game, and many people enjoy it. But, you know, a lot of times, for so long, it's been all about the American people being able to enjoy it and not people around the world. And I look at what the NBA has done. They have globalized their game. Why can't American football be like that? And so I knew that was an opportunity for us to get our game over here where the London folks and people here in Europe get to enjoy the experience that we enjoy. Let's talk about yourself. Phenomenal running back, Hall of Famer. What is the highlight or what has been the highlight of your playing career? Well, you know, I think uh, the impact of, of just bringing enjoyment and excitement to so many fans. You know, Do you get a sense of that when you're on the field? Because you're in there and you're kind of, you know, you've got your helmet on, right. you've got the face cage, you're reading the defense. Do you hear anything in the stadium? Well, you do. You, you hear everything before and after the play, but right. during the play, you don't hear anything. I guess the level of focus that it takes when, when you say hut and the chaos happens for four <laughs> seconds. Yeah. You know, you don't hear anything because you're just so focused on doing your job. But I think the thing that I realized, the impact, Fantasy football. Oh, yes. You know, like everywhere I go, I hear someone tell me, LT, you won my fantasy league for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> and so really, that's, that's I think, that's how I, I, I knew that, you know what, I'm, I must have been okay. But fantasy I, I, football yeah. really submerges people into the game, doesn't it? It's a great way to teach people to get to know the players, to learn, you know, the point system and the way that you score points and the yardage and this, that, and the other. It's a great way of making football more accessible. Yes, yes. Visibility is, is what's great about, you know, fantasy football is you know, our fans get to know more than just their team. Mm. It's not about just their team that, that they support anymore. You know, I'll give you an inter interesting, you know, fact. Everyone knows that I play for the Chargers and Jets, and I'm big fans of those teams still. But when I have a guy going against the Chargers sometimes, <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm, 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 I'm no, for don't say that. The Charger <laughs> Nation like, is going to be I'm crazy. Like, I'm like, we, we, we're going to win the game, but I don't mind if this guy scores a touchdown or two. <laughs> and it's the same when you have uh, uh, two players on your fantasy team going against each other. Right, right. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah, do I do? Dude, what do I do? <laughs> Like, this guy needs to have a good game, but this guy yeah. does too. I mean, it's so, but it, it's about, you know, bringing the excitement and also 
exposure to to the game. Yeah. It's, it's all good for the game. 100%. When you got your first ever paycheck, what was the one luxury that you bought first? Um, I bought my mom a new car. I bought her a Cadillac Escalade. Oh, nice. That was, yeah, that was the first thing that I, I got. But the interesting thing is the first check that I actually got, mm. I, I invested it. I put Perfect. it away, invested it. And so... Wait, 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 wait. You can't carry on. Has that check gone up or has that check gone up? Oh, it's definitely gone up. Oh, yeah. there, there we go. Gone up. There interest, we go. Nice. Interest. I yes. like that. I like that. Yeah. And when you're... This is something that I think uh, we never get to hear from uh, football players like yourself. You know, do you remember your first day at the Chargers? My first day? Your first day. Uh, yes. You walk well, through the doors. That'll be your, your financial advisor. We've gone up our, again, our, LT. Our, our wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the same. Yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. He was just saying, let me turn right, this hold, thing off. Let, hold that. Bear that thought. We're, we're here now. So, driver, could you possibly kind of wait? Because we're going to take a quick selfie. It'll take about 20 seconds, and then we'll jump back in. All right? Now, there's a lot All of right. police here. So something, oh, it's changing of the guard. Oh, this is where wow. we get the... We have to be quick because it, we'll get held up in a lot of traffic. So they change the guard here at Buckingham Palace, LT. And that's when all... You have to close the door or else you knock it off. Awesome. So this is, this is uh, the home of the royal family, LT. Wow. Perfect. Awesome. That Love is it. fab. Love it. So that's the balcony where when there's a huge royal ceremony like a wedding or a big royal occasion, they all stand on that balcony there and wave wow. at everyone. So this, this is what we see on TV. This is what you see on TV. Wow. And this is where people like, there's a historic moment when the Beatles received their knighthoods. Yeah. Or their, uh, their awards from the Queen. And this place was crazy. All the Beatles stood at those gates there. And it's not so much has happened in this, this little square. Wow. I mean, it looks so much bigger on TV. Yeah. Like, no, it really does. Like, it looks like the place is massive, but yeah. when you get here, it's, yeah. It's, it's a phenomenal building. The gardens go way back. Wow. Way oh, back. it does? Yeah, oh. yeah. Huge gardens. Wow. Because the Queen hosts tea parties every year for various members of the public, people who've done great things for their community and that kind of stuff. So they all come visit the Queen. The Queen appears. They have tea and biscuits, and then they all leave. Wow. So uh, there you go. Brief history from myself. All right. I couldn't believe I, I knew so much about Buckingham <laughs> okay. Palace. Perfect. All right. All right, thanks, LT. Let's get back in the cab. Okay. Let's do it. So back to that same place, please, boss. So, LT, let me ask you this. Do you remember the first day that you turned up at the Chargers facility? And what was it like? What was going through your head? Well, the very first day was right after I got drafted. So what happens is, right after you get drafted, you automatically, uh, they fly you in to, to meet the team and right. media and all that stuff. So that was the first day. Now there's a first day for practice yes. as well. So which one are you referring to? <laughs> well, I want to know your, your first day where you do all the media stuff. Yes. I would imagine it is what we can all uh, assume, stereotype is. You're there, you do all the media, you welcome, you hold up the jersey, yeah. that kind of thing. Your first day of practice, okay? One thing about you, LT, is you were probably the coolest looking running back in the history of the NFL. You had it all going on. Oh, yeah. How do you choose your equipment? Well, like your face case, because yeah, that's iconic. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of came from my time in college. So right. I had the black shield in college. And so when I got to the NFL, it was just understood that that's what I do. Oh, I okay. wear the black shield. And ironically, the first year, the charges wouldn't let me. 
Because don't that, you need an eye issue to you, wear a visor? You do. Right. But but I had it already in college, oh, and okay. so the they wanted to they wanted me to prove myself first. You know, basically say, well, let's let's wait and see on on the eye shield because they had a running back before me, Natron Means who was actually pretty good as well, yeah. who wore the black visor at times. So I, I think they were kind of skeptical of this rookie right. coming in, demanding so yeah, cool. demanding this eye shield and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, so the first year I went to the, the uh, equipment staff and I said, hey, you know, on my helmet I want the – they said, no, let's put a clear one on. So the first year I, I put a clear one on. And afterwards, I was like, never again. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I need the black shield. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah. And you get, to, you get to choose your own specific shoulder pads and yes. cleats and that kind of thing. So, all that is, so you're, you totally individualize your uniform. Pretty much. Right. Um, the shoulder pads, you get to choose from different sizes, okay. like the type of size you want. Yeah. And so you can kind of, some guys like the shoulder pads big. Some of them like them real small. I was somewhere in the in, in medium. You right. know, I like mine not as big because I need to move, but I didn't want them too small because I take a lot yeah, of hits. A lot, a lot of hits. hits. Yeah, um, the one thing about my shoes, though, since I was a Nike athlete, I got to design my shoes a lot oh, of the time. Sweet. So the shoes that you saw me wear was my own shoe being really? designed. Yeah. Nice. And the helmet, the face mask. Yeah. So when I got it right around year three or four, I started being able to design oh, that's my own when they knew, face though. mask. That's yes. when they knew. Yeah. They were like, this kid, oh, come on, he can have whatever he wants. And so if you remember, one year I had the Dark Vader mask. Yeah. I designed that. It had the, the full Dark oh, Vader they, look. They, they let you they design let me, your own they, face mask. They let me do that. That yes. is awesome. Yes. And because the way that kids in the NFL, say kids, that these guys know dress in the NFL, all that kind of stuff, that style, is, it is slowly creeping in, right? Yeah, it, makes it, the, it makes the game more... Um, I don't know that what's the word I'm looking for. It makes it relevant to kids. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, it brings more they, people in. They want to. They want to look cool, right? Yeah, that's the one thing that kids care about is looking sweet and looking cool. Well, the visibility that that our players have, you know, when they are able to wear cool shoes or you know, kind of the stuff that they do to their jerseys, like you see Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. he always you know Tuxedo. tucks his jersey so he can show his muscles. Kids love that stuff, <laughs> yeah. and so they want to play the game because of that. I know I did. I wanted to play the game. Walter Payton used to wear the rules. If yeah, you kangaroos. The yeah, you know he had the headband head on yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big. I was a big Ronnie Lott fan oh, yeah. back in the day, yeah. and he had shoulder pads that were like two trucks. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he hit cut his so finger hard. Off one yeah, time. that was insane. <laughs> um, were you the kind of guy that rolled up to training in a beautiful Rolls Royce, Bentley, Lamborghini, or were you more subtle? Did you just let your talking happen on the field? No, I. You know, I didn't roll up in a Rolls Royce or anything, but. I, you know, I did have pretty cool car. Like I'm a truck guy, oh, really? and so I, I would, I had Hummers and, nice. you know, with the TV satellite TVs inside and all that kind of stuff. Seriously? Now I would do that. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. You would, but, you like pimp out your car? Oh, absolutely. Especially the trucks. Like that was, that's my style. Um, I would always have some nice truck rolling into training awesome. camp. That's yeah. sweet. What's yeah. the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen? in either an opposing player or a teammate's locker? Wow. Um, well... Because people get superstitious, don't they? Yeah. Um, and they have, like, little memories and memorabilia things. And yeah, we, we had one of our players um, had um, hair from a celebrity 
girl. I won't tell oh, okay. what name. Right. But, but he has some of her hair in his locker. <laughs> what a freak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and you know, it was a quarterback. So oh, quarterbacks okay. oh, always. They get away with it. Yeah, they, they always get, get the, you know, they yeah, get the girls. <laughs> Who was the wildest party animal that you've ever uh, played, played with? Sean Merriman. Really? Sean Merriman. Oh, oh uh. I know Sean. Yeah, yeah, he he's a pretty wild partier. Yes, you know, like but, so. but I would say um, the late Junior Seau. Oh yeah. Also, he was uh, Junior with host He's those parties. linebackers, though. You see. Yeah, yeah, because they're wild men, yeah. right? <laughs> Stand on tables yeah. and you know pour drinks on I'm here. on everyone, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is cool. Is there anything that you are yet to achieve? In London, is there anywhere that you haven't visited yet well, that you want to go and see? Well, I'll tell you what. My wife has a whole itinerary, you oh, know, yeah. and, and and so I'm just going to be a good husband. Good lad. And, and I'm going to follow whatever she wants to do. Um, but when I get back, we're going to start our trip, you know, going to London Bridge yep, and different things like that. Have you been recognized over here in the UK? I have, yes. Nice? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, people... There are a lot of football fans yeah, here now, yeah. you know, surprisingly. And I was surprised the very first time I came that so many people recognized me, right. you know, then. Because I assumed that, okay, I'm going to Europe, you know, there's not much football there, I won't get recognized. And you have the visor and the face yeah. case, so. Yeah, but know. it was it was totally false. Like, people recognized That's awesome. Yeah. What was it like when you stood up at the podium and gave your Hall of Fame speech? You know, it was a, uh, it was really a moving uh, experience because... Was it an out-of-body experience because yeah. you, your emotions are running so high yeah. that you kind of, you're there, but you're kind of, wow, you're not yeah. really there. Yeah, it really is. But, you know, for me, I approached it as this is my opportunity to say what I want to say to the country. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you're doing it, it it's like... You're, you're talking and you're going through it, but you're really not doing it. It's like an out-of-body experience that you have, and when you're done, you, you're like, man, did I just do that? Like, How many I'm times really... did you rehearse yourself, oh. what you were going to say? Were you, are you oh. one of those guys, piece of paper in front of the mirror? Yeah. yeah, yeah, piece of paper in front of the mirror, and also just being in the room by myself and, and kind of projecting like I'm talking to an audience, you know, um, doing it that way. But also, I, I think... I tell people, like people ask me, how long did did I it take to do the speech? And honestly, I was working on the speech before I knew I was going to the oh. Hall of Fame. Like, can you let me? Yeah, out? you know, because because I, I want to be prepared. The guy knew. <laughs> I want to be prepared. <laughs> and so I was working on this speech for a good six months. Right. Yeah, a good six eight months working is it, on. It. Is there a pivotal time in your career, be it high school, college, where you knew you were going to be damn good at this game? Not well, not until. Don't be humble. You can tell the no, truth. No, so definitely not until late in college. Really? Because, like my story in in high school, I didn't play running back until my senior year. What I was playing play? outside linebacker and fullback. Like I wasn't even running the ball much. We had these little short scat backs, yeah. you know, that I had to block for, and so and I had the coach, the type of coach that believed in earning the right to run the football. Yeah. And so my senior year when my time came, he said, okay, son, he said, you're going to be the running back this year. And I had one year to make it happen. Wow. And I had a fantastic, unbelievable year. And then I got the scholarship. Yeah. 
And so when I must have been a proud moment for your family. Great moment, absolutely great moment. I mean, that's what you dream about, you know. And so when I got to college, it was much of the same thing. So my first year, I, you know, my freshman year, I kind of switched time, you know, split time, I should say, with another running back. And then my sophomore year, I got moved to fullback for for a few, a little, uh, uh, I would say, four or five games. And what happened was, I went into the coach's office. And I said, Coach, uh, I said, I, I need to transfer. I, he said, why? I said, I can't play full. I'm not a fullback. I'm a running back. And I need to go somewhere that's going to let me play running back. And he said, okay, we're moving you back to running back. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, it was kind of, I, I took off. And when I knew I was going to be pretty good was my junior year. Right. I rushed for 400 yards. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time in history anyone has ever rushed for 400 yards in one game. And so that's when I knew. I said, you know what, I might. That's I might a lot of real there. estate. It's a lot of yards in that's one game. In one game. Yeah. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Um, for people to say he's a greater person than he is a player. Oh, that's class. That's that's the best compliment. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta let that soak in. Yeah. You know, because of everything you've achieved in your game. Yeah. Your life style. Yeah. You know, because to to me, um, your, I guess your perception of who you are as a person outweighs who you are as a player at, yeah. at, at any point to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when people meet you and they realize you're authentic and you're... But if you're, that carries more gravitas, doesn't it? Yeah. If you, if you walk in and say, oh, we've got an issue, go and speak to LT. Yeah. See what he says. Let's, let's put it, let's sound him out first. Yeah. yeah. And you know the great the great thing about people that that meet me for the first time, you know I, I hear a lot of people say you know, like I I didn't really know who you were, you know I knew you played football, but when I met you, like I was really impressed and became a fan of you, not really? just the player. Yeah. And that's that's pretty special. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When you're working uh, doing your TV stuff. Yeah. Do you find it difficult to critique other players? Yes. It is difficult. Because you've been on the flip side of the because, ball. Because I've played the game, mm. and I realize how difficult it is to play. So I always take the approach of being constructive in my criticism and also offering advice of what can they do better, like how can they have done it better, mm. not just critiquing the guy and say, oh, he did this wrong and this was an awful play, but offering advice of, yes, this was not a good play, but this is what he should have done. And I'm sure he's thinking the same thing if yeah. he looks at this film. Some of the greatest players in the game have had their own little uh, ways of training, like Jerry Rice caught bricks, <laughs> post bricks from his father. Uh, Walter Payton had the hill. Yeah. Is there anything that you did? You could yeah. you had a hill, right? I had you a built hill. your own I hill. I built my own hill. Yeah, because I saw that on of, a football because life. Because of uh, Walter Payton, yeah. I built my own hill. But what most people don't really know is a lot of that. Uh, when Nike came out with the the training, the freeze, the freeze shoes, mm-hmm. they were designed around barefoot training. Oh, wow. Which I started doing as a player. Nike came to talk to me about the barefoot training really? and how to create a shoe based no around way. the barefoot. Yes. And I so, hope your agent got a little slice You know, and that's a, unfortunately <laughs> we didn't, but that's because of me. That's that great. The barefoot great training, yeah, the Nike Free was created fun. because of my barefoot training. Nice fact. So that was something that I started. Okay, so we've arrived at uh, our original location, yeah. so we've been to Buckingham Palace uh, and we're back. Um, 
One last question. What is the future for you, LT? What do you want to do? Well, the future for me is uh, who knows? Okay. I mean, right now, uh, you know, I like to spread my wings and, 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 you know, who knows where life takes you. And so I was just in my first film movie. I saw that. Uh, yeah. And so I work for the Chargers and I work for NFL media. So the sky's the limit. Who knows where I'm heading? Only God knows. Love that. And there you go. We will right. cut. <laughs> LT, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Absolutely. It was so awesome. Much. Yeah, that was good fun. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So we finished with Rob Ryan. There's a real bromance going on between him and Neil Reynolds. Neil's just told us there that he knocks a lot of soft drinks over during the course of the, the, the programme on Sky. And um, Neil said that he wears the outrageous jackets. And, and Neil said that when he first looked at the monitor, he thought they were going wrong. And we countered that by saying the first time Rob heard Neil speak, he thought the auto cue had gone wrong. So we've had a great time up there today. We've got Chavon Kirst next to us now. I talked about the bright red jacket. It's very, very, very vivid. Uh, nice set of Gucci pumps on, canvas trousers, looking for that. He's got the biggest hands you've ever seen. People talk about the wingspan. And look at the size, his hands are probably twice the size of mine. I've got normal average men's hands, I like to think. He's got hands that are absolutely humongous. Um, and then we've got Ladanian Tomlinson, the, the, the Chargers cheerleaders are just exiting as well with the uh, bright gold pom-pom, which has given the supporters a wave on the way through. And Rob Ryan on his way down the steps. Uh, from the green room who we spoke to a little bit earlier on. I've got to say, I've got to go now because I've got to get back to work. I hope you enjoyed Vernon's chat with Ladanian Tom Tomlinson. What a what a privilege that was for him to spend that amount of time and not kiss ass a great <laughs> deal, which Vernon's really good at. Uh, and Ladanian actually left the taxi with all of his belongings. Vernon didn't steal anything from memorabilia while he was there. Um, but it's been great again this week. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, download, rate, give us some feedback. That might get us up the charts. Uh, this has been a, a Shooting Shark production. It's The Fumble, and we'll speak to you next week.